You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It is Wednesday, March 22nd, and the countdown is on to opening day 2017. We're talking Reds baseball today, and pinch hitting for Mark Sheldon is Jim Day, Reds broadcaster with uh, Fox Sports Ohio. Jim, we certainly appreciate you uh, taking the time on this Wednesday to talk Red Spring training. And as we uh, just discussed moments ago, I think it's uh, that time of year where we all get a little sick and tired about hearing about, uh, you know, injuries and about uh, who's winning this position battle, who's winning this roster spot. So today we're going to do a little thing called spring training superlatives, a bit of a more lighthearted look at uh, spring training 2017. As uh, like we said, opening day is uh, just around the corner. So, Jim, I'll throw a few topics at you. And uh, one topic that is always uh, popular with our reporters and our broadcasters is it seems like that every year in spring training, no matter what the team, there's always two guys, maybe more, that strike up something of a bromance, if you will, whether it's uh, two (laughs) veterans or two younger guys or whatever the case may be. Maybe they mix and match a little bit. So from your observations right now in red spring training, who are two guys that have struck up the biggest uh, bromance right now uh, in training camp? There's actually four. Wow. So this is an interesting bromance. And you would think that there's open rotation spots in, for the Reds. And you would think guys competing for those spots, human nature would say you want to have a little bit of separation. But top prospects, Cody Reed, Robert Stevenson, Amir Garrett, and Sal Romano for the second straight year have chosen to be roommates. Hmm. And these guys – they're like boyfriend and girlfriend, all, all four of them, because we went over to uh, did a story at their house, and it is just constant bickering and arguing and finishing each other's sentences and looking after each other and arguing about who's cleaning and who's not cleaning. Robert Stevenson's the clean freak, <laughs> and this guy is that, um, and they are inseparable, and it is, they said that they're the best of friends, and I didn't believe it. But when you go over there, you can find out that they are absolutely the best of friends and competing for the same spots. And, again, you would think that there would be a little bit of separation, but those guys are together nonstop, day and night. That's very interesting. And like you said, for guys that are competing for the same spots on this team uh, within this roster, it's even more striking that this friendship has uh, developed. So that that is very interesting. Uh, Jim, is there is it a case of like, you know, three guys gang up on one because of, you know, is there one guy that leaves too many dishes in the sink? One guy that doesn't pick up after themselves? How does that work out? Well, Robert Stevenson admits that he is a little bit OCD on cleaning. So he will, and he, I said, I asked him, I said, all right, who's the mama hen? And he immediately raised his hand, and the other three guys immediately pointed him. Um, He's big on recycling. So if they leave something in the sink or there's trash out for a little bit, like he will just blast them a text. Like I was, uh, he was away. I don't know, he had the day off or something, and I was around those guys, and all of a sudden, Amir Garrett gets this text that Robert Stevenson is just blasting him about this trash that's been sitting there for a few days. <laughs> and Amir's like, it's, Robert, it's just trash. Well, I'll take it out when I get home. 
and then they all kind of gang up on Sal Romano, and uh, they crush him about he Sal says he has a bad shoe game, <laughs> and, and the other guys are big time into shoes. So it's interesting, and they're you know they're young guys, so they're full of energy. They're playing video games and completely arguing the whole time. So it is it is very very interesting, and those, those four guys could all end up on the same maybe the same rotation or at least the same team. And it's interesting that they're already the best of friends. Yeah, that that's uh, that's something. And if uh, if anybody out there is uh, listening who you know might work for the team on the video crew, I smell a reality show in the making here. Uh, I smell <laughs> something that you know we we could document uh, throughout the right. season. I think it would be really interesting. I know teams uh, you know do that kind of the lighthearted right. behind the scenes look at some of their you know younger guys especially. So these guys would fit that bill, and that's a, that's a very interesting dynamic uh, in yeah, that relationship well, we, that's developing between four of the uh, young arms on this uh, yeah. red staff. So we Jim, went that's over a kind there of... to do a story. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, we it's went okay. over there to do a story for our weekly show, and we got so much material, we ended up turning it into a half-hour show. <laughs> so it's kind of a reality show. I mean, it's one edition, a half-hour, but the whole yeah. thing is just them. Yeah, I mean, I, I so. see a lot of potential here with this. Yeah. I really do. Uh, chronicling their, their off-field uh, foibles and what they're doing on the field, of course. Uh, I do see some uh, some promise here with those four guys for sure. And, Jim, uh, one of these four guys might be the answer to this next question, but uh, we'll see on that. Uh, you know, every year it seems like there's a minor league guy, whether it's a top prospect or somebody really not on the radar, who turns some heads, uh, who really, you know, pitches well, hits well, does whatever well uh, during spring training for whatever that's worth. If you had to pick one guy from that bunch uh, who's, uh, you know, like I said, turned a few heads, raised a few eyebrows, who might that be? Wow, there's really three that come to mind, but I'll give you one, and he's in that group, and it's Sal Romano. Okay. Um, he was, uh, you know, you have Cody Reed, and Garrett, and Robert Stevenson, and um, Tim Adelman, and maybe a couple of others that were in the first tier of group that uh, were vying for those open rotation spots. And Sal Romano and guys like Rookie Davis were amongst a group below that because Sal doesn't have any time above double A. And this spring, man, I'm, he is just a warrior on the mound. He has impressed everyone. Um, not only with the numbers that he's put up in the spring, and you can, you know, it's spring training, I know, you can get deceived by it. Um, he is aggressive. He is not afraid. He comes right at guys. Um, if he, he has a short memory. So he, and along with rookie Davis, who was one of the players that the Reds got in the Rolls Chapman deal from the Yankees, both of those guys have elevated themselves into the next tier where they're actually, it's going to be a decision and to me, I think it's going to come down to a small market team, and they're going to want to send them to AAA to get that extra year of service time, send them down for two or three weeks. But if that wasn't in the in factor at all, I think Sal Romano would make this club, whether it would be in um, the rotation or mixing men in the bullpen. Um, he has been that impressive, along with rookie Davis as well, who's really made strides this spring, uh, manager Brian Price, the uh, – you know, one of the pitching gurus, he, um, has even said for the first time, Ricky Davis looks like a major league pitcher. Um, he's added a really nasty slider to his re repertoire. So those two would come to mind as well as a guy that people might not have heard of at all, Barrett Aston, who a few years back was a player to be named later in the Jonathan Broxton deal with the Brewers. Hmm. 
And all of a sudden, this kid is like in the sentence to maybe make the club as in the bullpen. He has been mighty impressive. Um, so almost coming out of nowhere would be Barrett Aston, but the other two have really elevated themselves as well. Yeah, and like you said, you can get fooled by looking at the numbers, uh, you know, in spring training because, oh, again, yeah. you, you take everything with a grain of salt. But like you mm-hmm. said, it's more the, the makeup and the demeanor and the attitude yeah. that yeah. – resonate more than anything you've seen in a box score this time of year so three guys right right there that you can certainly uh, keep an eye on uh jim uh transitioning here we saw the other day i'm sure everybody's seen it by now that uh don manningly whether you know through a a bets or a dare or something volunteered himself to uh have a sledgehammer crushed upon his chest with a cinder block on top just to prove (laughs) he could do it i guess and, and he did so uh good for you don but in light of that uh i would guess that you know, teams have activities or moments that uh, you need to break up the monotony of spring training. So I don't think the Reds have done anything quite that drastic. I don't think Brian Price has come anywhere near a sledgehammer these last few weeks. But nonetheless, what have the Reds done to kind of break up the day-to-day mundane monotonous of of spring training? Well, a guy that's back in camp is that now 40 years of age, Bronson Arroyo, Mm. who himself is just a character. Um, this, I mean, he's one of my favorite guys that I've ever covered. Um, so some mornings they'll, we'll look at the schedule each day. We come in and we'll, they're, you know, stretching at this time, meeting at this time. And then one day we came in and it said, at you know, nine thirty AM story time with Bronson. <laughs> and like, what is that? Um, and we're not allowed in these meetings. These are private team meetings. But you can just hear belly laughs in there um, when they've had story times. And talking to Bronson about it, he won't tell you exactly what they are, but they're mixed with humor, things he's gone through. But he also wants to teach these young guys a lesson in it. So each morning or whenever – they don't do it each morning, but whenever they do it, they break up the monotony with Bronson Arroyo story time. (laughs) And it's just belly laughs in there. Could you get anybody to divulge maybe once the season begins what exactly story time entails, or is that a well-kept secret? Uh, it is a well-kept secret, and to be honest with you, even if I knew, I wouldn't – I would. Uh, <laughs> it would be told to me off the record. Got it. Um, and I wouldn't be able to divulge. I do have an idea about one of them. I've been around Bronson for a long time. <laughs> um, but I I just can't – I can't – breach that yeah you gotta you gotta protect uh, you yeah. know protect the shield so to speak protect yeah. the team in this if, case uh hopefully one day yeah hopefully one day we'll find out uh, what story yeah. time with bronson entails <laughs> and uh if it's g-rated maybe we share it but uh that's that's for another time yeah. certainly uh jim we'll move on here uh you know again spring training games can get rather mundane if you know by the fifth or sixth inning there's you know guys in there that even the most ardent fans have never heard of but for whatever reason, uh, pick one game this spring that stands out to you for what for whatever reason. Oh wow! Um, well, if you just want to go with the uh, the mundane of you know they were they were early in camp they were I don't even remember what day it was but days bleed together at this point. This yeah. has been the longest spring training ever, <laughs> um, and I've been out here in Arizona since February 10th, so oh, I'm, wow. I'm, a, I'm about almost uh, able to vote here in Arizona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a game where they, they were down big time, and they rallied for eight runs in the bottom of the eighth, I think, in the home game, and came back and won the game, in which the game I even left, I'm like, I don't, you know, 
so and it, it kind of uh, laid the stage for you know one thing you're looking for in spring training is the starters are going to do their thing they're going to play their their innings and some guys are working on things other guys are just looking at pitches so you sure. really can't especially hitters you, you just really can't take anything from spring training but um but you the second tier of guys that come in the ones that are battling for spots or battling to improve their stock in the minor leagues you can really take stock in how they play and this second tier group of guys have just been battlers man they're enthusiastic and they have scored a ton of runs um the games that the Reds have won um, this spring have all been mostly because of these second-tier guys, and it seems to be on a daily basis where they're just knocking the ball all over the place. Um, so it kind of set the stage for that. So uh, they're going to have decisions to make as far as who makes the bench um, because everyone, all, all those guys are really playing well. And again, it's spring training. You know, you take it with a grain of salt, as you said, but um, they're at least playing hard and playing with enthusiasm, which I love to see. Yeah, and even, you know, uh, the veterans who have, you know, been there, done that for many years at this point, you kind of need that infusion of youth and enthusiasm mm-hmm. to kind of keep your sanity. So it's a it's a win all around for the young guys and for the, the veteran guys, too, uh, to see that excitement uh, on the field uh, day in and day out. Uh, Jim, as we uh, close things out here, of course, as we speak on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, we're hours away from the championship game of the World Baseball Classic, which, uh, in my opinion, has been wonderful, Uh, not just because the U.S. is in the title game, but all the way around we've seen some great baseball. Uh, Give me a prediction for tonight, and uh, how invested have you been in the World Baseball Classic? You know, I was a guy – I've been turned this year. I was a guy that didn't – care much about it I, I i wish they would have invested the money um in growing the game here in the states uh and it's obviously been much bigger in other countries particularly the latin countries um and even in japan i mean it's it's huge for for those countries and it's been kind of eh, oh, oh, whatever here in the united states um it's really grown on me this year um i don't know if it's because of uh, a lot of a lot more frontline players are uh, on Team USA, and I've sensed it throughout talking to some of the players in spring that, you know, the next time the WBC comes around, there's not going to be as many guys turning it down, I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, I, I I think that they would be really excited about playing in it. Um, I love the enthusiasm during these games. Um, and I know it's 162 games in the Major League season, you can't show – emotion like that all the time but it drives me nuts that you're going to offend someone if you hit a big home run mm-hmm. a pitcher makes a big strike out to get out of a jam and someone's going to take one in the ribs because you showed some emotion I, I mean sports is about emotion you got to play it with emotion and i just can't stand the robot sometimes in Major League Baseball, I love the enthusiasm that's shown in the WBC. Now, you don't want to show guys up. You don't want to showboat. And there would be guys that would take it too far. But I've enjoyed it. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and it's not just because the U.S. doing well. I mean, I've enjoyed the games that um, haven't involved the United States team. So I've been turned. I'm uh, now very much into it. So I think the U.S. is there. Um, you know, I look at one of the box scores. Andrew McCutcheon's hitting eighth. That's a pretty good team. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. So, a lot of talent uh, um, all up and down, and I'm totally with yeah. you. I was a little bit lukewarm about the WBC 
heading into this year, but uh, I've been glued to it. Uh, and like yeah. you said, not just the U.S. games, uh, the games involving, you know, the DR before they got knocked out, uh, Puerto Rico, Japan, Netherlands, Israel, what a great story they were. Uh, yeah. So it's been wonderful. And, and to your point about showing enthusiasm, I remember the other night in the first semifinal, Vladimir Ballantine from the Netherlands uh, knew that he got one. Uh, two-run yeah. homer to put them up early, and uh, right. he, you know, pounding his chest and throwing the bat, and again, not showing up the pitcher, simply right. uh, a display of emotion to his teammates, not right. towards the opponent. Exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. And no, nothing at all. Yeah, it, there was it, no retaliation about it. Um, you know, baseball is a sport where, unlike football, where you got a helmet on, you can market these guys. Um, just because people, you know, like the characters of the game, they like emotion. They like—I mean, I just don't understand why you're not allowed to show more emotion in Major League Baseball. And I really think it would help the game. And now that you know, kids are dabbing and doing all this other stuff. <laughs> it's just—you know what? They—I just think times have changed, and um, I, I really wish that they would look at the WBC and say, "Hey, you know, it's all right. I don't have to hit a home run and put my head down and." jog around the bases like I'm a robot. Yeah, I agree. And maybe uh, having this event and the success of it this year will start some sort of shift uh, yeah. with player attitudes or, you know, the way th the ways that player displays, players display their emotions on the field. Uh, it won't happen overnight, but maybe uh, a slow culture change with the way that players, uh, you know, play the game and display their emotions. And like you said, there, there is a line that can be crossed. And if that line is crossed, then okay. But if that line isn't crossed and, and you're merely just uh, exhibiting your own joy of the game and succeeding at the game, then there's nothing wrong with that. And uh, we should see a lot of that emotion on both benches tonight when the U.S. plays Puerto Rico to be crowned the 2017 yeah. World Baseball Classic champion. So, Jim hey, Day, I, this has been a pleasure. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jim. I said dab. Is that right? I'm I think so I think it's dab. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I, I don't even know, but I think he got my point. Yeah. I so, I think that is the correct term. Like, it's not dab, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anybody will call you out on that one. Pretty sure it's dabbing. You got it, uh, Jim. This has been a pleasure. Uh, so thank you so much as uh, Jim Day filling in this week. For Mark Sheldon, uh, Jim, hopefully we will chat again at some point during the season, and I wish you uh, success for the Reds this year and uh, success on Fox Sports Ohio. So thank you so much. All right, my pleasure. All right, thank you. Jim Day once again joining us. In the meantime, Matt Waymeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, Cincinnati Reds. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.